but I'm so glad you guys are here and I'm excited to be here and kind of and tell my story. And let me, let me just tell you guys, it is actually a wonder that I am up here in front of you guys speaking and I'm not that nervous. Like I'm appropriately nervous. I don't want to say anything like heretical or weird or by accident, right? But I'm not super nervous. Um, and the reason that that's a wonder to me is because the first time that, well, today, what I'm going to be doing is sharing my testimony through songs that I've written. But the first time that I ever um, shared a song that I had written in front of a group of people, let's just say it didn't go well, okay? So I was eight years old, and I had written a song, and it was called, Dear Lord, You Are the Best. And that's, you know, it was, it was a childlike faith because I was a child, which is great. And I had written this song. I had picked out the shiniest notebook I could, the prettiest notebook. This is it. It's written in here from when I was eight years old. I went to the 100 yen store. I grew up in Japan, so it's like the dollar store, but it's way better. And if you're going to write fancy thoughts, you better have a fancy notebook for it. Okay? Um, so I picked out the prettiest notebook I could, and I wrote out my song, and I was going to sing it in front of our church. Now, if you guys sing a song in front of your church, that might actually be a big deal. I don't know the size of your church. I mean, it might be like a big crowd. I don't know. This was, this was 15 people max. It's a tiny little church plant in Japan, but I am terrified, okay? And sometimes I think the smaller the crowd, the actual scarier it is because you're making eye contact with people and you're like, why are they looking at me? Um, but my mom had worked out an accompaniment. I didn't play an instrument for my song and I sang it in front of the church and it went like this. Dear Lord, you are the best of all. It repeats, dear Lord, you are the best of all. And I'm like making eye contact with people and I'm realizing this was an awful, awful idea. And so I think that's about as far as I got. I think I cried, muttered out a few more words after that, but I turned to my mom at the piano. I was like, I can't do it. And I run to the bathroom crying and it wasn't just a moment where I needed to collect myself. This was an hour of sobbing in the bathroom. There's 15 people in the church. It's not a big place and not, this is ugly crying, wailing. They can hear me for an hour. Everyone else has moved on and I have not, okay? And so I would say that today is probably already going a little better than that. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but I would like to redeem myself this morning and prove to you, and just, just to make the eight-year-old little girl inside of me happy, I'm going to sing my song, the first song I remember writing about the Lord in front of you guys today, and I'm going to try not to make too awkward of eye contact or run to my mommy in the back. <laughs> all right. Dear Lord, you are the best of all. Dear Lord, you are the best of all. Everything I need, you provide. All my needs will be safe with you. Oh Lord, I love you. I want to praise your name. Dear Lord, you are the best of all. Dear Lord, you are the best of all. Everything I need, you will provide. There is nothing greater than you. You will always be there when I am scared. Don't you think so too? <laughs> Dear Lord, you are the best of all. Dear Lord, you are the best of all. Think of all the things that God gave to me. My house, my bed, and a family tree. Oh Lord, you are the best. Da 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 da. Thank you very much. I don't think my mom quite got the da 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 on the piano. I was like, no, no, no. It goes like, 
da, da, yeah, so, so I had it in my head for sure, and I still can't play it on the piano, so. Um, anyways, thank you very much. I feel like I have redeemed myself. I got through it, so thank you for helping me out with that. Um, but for real, music was a way that growing up, I was able to put a lot of my fears and a lot of my thoughts and, and big feelings into something kind of productive, right? Anyone else got big feelings in here? Okay. Well, no one's being honest because I think, <laughs> thank you. I was like, everyone's like, no, not me. I'm like, all right. I don't believe you. Um, so anyways, but it was a way for me to cope and to put my feelings into song. And I think the Lord really, um, you know, he's, a he's the creator and he allows us to create. And I think that that is its own kind of therapy um, for a lot of us. So um, I go on and I kind of redeem myself a few years later. My mom always told me the only way to get experience is to get experience. Um, so you just are going to be nervous and weird and awkward until you're not right until one day it's a little bit easier so things and one time i told her i said mom how are you so good at everything she's like i am not good at everything i have just failed a lot and i think that that's very true i think that like with any skill you just fail a lot until it becomes a little bit better gradually so a few years later i was a little bit better i got a group with me this time and i was in the sixth grade anyone in the sixth grade in here no okay yes yes we got one all right well i was in the sixth grade and you look a lot more together than I looked in the sixth grade, um, but I was in a very awkward phase in the sixth grade. But I grabbed my friends and we sang a song that I wrote called, Lord, I Need You. We're at a Christian school in Japan. And so obviously I'm like being the poster child of a Christian school, right? Like all your teachers, you know, they're going to be like beaming. If you're like, I wrote this song about the Lord and I'm going to sing it with my friends in front of everybody. Like everyone else is doing like air band to like, Reliant K, right? Which is fine. But um, anyways, so we sing our song and we won the talent show and I was very proud of myself. Um, and my song, I promise these songs are going to get better, but this is, <laughs> this is um, well, the song went, Lord, I need you. I need you to help me carry through. Lord, I must confess I'm full of nothing but emptiness. Oh, Lord. You are my strength, you are my hope, you are my light in darkness. Lord, what can I say without you? There is no other way. So it had verses and it repeated stuff, but we sang that. And I was very proud of myself. It was a success. My, one of my friends who sang with me, one of my best friends, she, I still talk to her to this day. Um, she married one of the guys who was in the seventh grade that year. And he, he told me later, it was like probably after high school, he was like, we were not impressed. We didn't think it was that great. And we thought we did much better. They did like a, like an air guitar. I don't know. Thing. So anyways, but that's kind of where it was. So I, um, today pretty much what we are doing is we are pretty much reading my diary together. You didn't know you were coming to such a juicy conference, a juicy seminar. I don't know, this is its own kind of seminar, but um, we were pretty much reading my diary together. And as I was reflecting on this and preparing for this, I realized that my diary really tells a story of a very fear fearful girl who is, very greatly, who is greatly loved by God. A fearful girl greatly loved by God. And so you can see that even from the stage fright at the beginning, there's been a lot of fear in my life, right? Um, and anxiety, and that's just is going to be a theme as we go about. And um, I feel like that's that's very human, right? But um, my mom, and we'll touch on this later. Every time I'm like, oh, mom, I just 
does God love me? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, and just worrying, she says, Amy, you are greatly loved. And the reason she says that is because, first of all, it's true. I'm greatly loved by God and I'm greatly loved by her, but it's actually my name. Amy actually means beloved or greatly loved. And so when I see that in the Bible, I think it's, I think just God knew I needed that extra reminder of like, that's actually your name. It's, it's like how I, you are, it's your very identity is greatly loved. And we'll talk about that and how that has like helped me and how that's also your identity too, right? Um, but, but you know, and often it's, Amy, you're greatly loved. I'm like, oh, thanks mom. Like you're my mom, whatever, right? But, um, but it's true. Um, so, all right. So like I said, I had very big feelings. Okay, so we're gonna take a little less of a spiritual journey <laughs> right now um, to some big feelings that I had in high school about, um, about boys, okay? So um, who here has been on an E-team? Who here has been on an E-team? All right, cool. Who here wants to go on an E-team some sometime? E oh, E-team is called Eagleton Team, and it's like the high schoolers um, in the Free Will Baptist, they can like raise money to go to a different country for a few weeks and do like a missions trip. Yeah, great question. So I went on one, but then also we were in Japan, and so, we had the joy of the E-team coming to us, right? And so I, and so I don't, so E-team is great. And one of the things that E-team has is boys, right? And so <laughs> usually significantly less boys than girls. We need to work on that, right? We need some more balance there. But I, um, I was doing some other ministers things. I wasn't even in town, but I was in town for three days while the E-team was there when I was, um, when I was in high school. And I wrote this song called Three Days because I had this massive crush on this boy. All right, so once again, big feelings, song, right? So we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna, I told you, we're reading my diary this morning. So I'm gonna go ahead and sing this song for you. summer. Oh wait, you know what? We are on the right place. And if you can't tell, I was very into Taylor Swift at the time. <laughs> it was summer. I was talking to my mother. She said, Amy, there's a boy I think you should meet. I think you'd like him. He has a cute grin. And I hear he's in town till the end of the week. She introduced us, left us to discuss everything under the sun. We skipped the small talk, went for a long walk. Before I knew it, our time was gone. For three days I was stuck in a daze. I was amazed by the existence of a perfect man. <laughs> now he's gone and I'm left singing this song. It appears that God's working on a different plan. And I remain as nothing more than a distant admirer. There's no holds but one thing's for sure he sure made my standards higher oh why is 17 year old amy 
tall, dark, and handsome mister, even nice to my little sister. It was hard to find any fault at all. I knew I shouldn't bother, it just made things that much harder. But I caught myself starting to fall for those dark brown eyes. But then we said our goodbyes, and as I watched him walk away, I just stood there, said a short prayer, asking if our paths would cross again someday. For three days I was stuck in a daze, I was amazed by the existence of a perfect man. Now he's gone and I'm the singing this song. It appears that God's working on a different plan. And I remain as nothing more than a Facebook admirer. There's no telling what the future holds, but one thing's for sure, he sure made my standard Now all the other boys, they just don't look the same And I'm not sure if they ever will And I guess for all of this I've got my mother to blame And thank for what she did Cause for three days I was stuck in a daze I was amazed by the existence of a perfect man So you'll never, you'll never think of E-Team the same way. I don't know. Well, let's just, I mean, Japan had like, let's see, less than half a percent that was Christian, right? So I had, my pickings were slim, right? It was slim pickings. Every year I had like three options. Just kidding. All right. Um, so, so um, but to be real, at this point in life, up until this point, I've never really felt like I wanted, I think this is very normal, right? Like as girls, no matter how old you are, like we want to be loved and adored by a man, right? And just by people in general. Um, but I never really felt that way. Um, especially at this point in my life, like I said, it was an awkward time of life. Um, I, I didn't feel particularly pretty. Um, I didn't feel particularly like chosen by people. Um, I felt very chosen by my parents. I will say that. I felt very adored and chosen by my parents. Um, I still do. Um, but other than that, I just kind of felt like my siblings, like they loved me, but I don't think they really liked me at that point. Um, I think they like me more now, but you know, whatever. And um, so I never really, and, and okay, I had this massive crush on a boy named Luke Taylor when I was in the sixth grade. One time he was like, hey, Amy, and I was like, this is my moment, right? He said, hey, Amy, can I see that weird tooth of yours? <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't had braces yet, and I had this tooth that was like all the way up here, and I was like, sure. And so I like show, and like that, so like that was kind of like how things were actually going, right? <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, my older sister, so, and I'm also tall, and I live in Japan where people are not, and I can't even buy shoes there. I wear a size nine. Not that weird, right? Can't buy shoes there, okay? So I'm just feeling like I'm a monster, I'm huge, no shoes fit me. My older sister is 5'3", like average Japanese height. She, this is probably the, the she's like in the, not that she's not in the prime of her life now, but she was in the prime of her life. Like she looked like, 
she looked hot, y'all. She was, she was like, she looked great. And um, she, like, all the boys loved her. She was the lead in all of these musicals. She had a 4.0 GPA and she spoke Japanese fluently. And I was just like trying to figure out where I fall in that, right? And, and I feel like that's still a thing, right? Like no matter how old you are, there's like that comparison thing. Um, so there's a couple of things that I learned during this time spiritually and one and this is like in high school and one of the things that I learned is that God likes me I've been told my whole life that God loves you and I'm like all right like and it kind of it shouldn't lose something but sometimes when you hear something all the time it does and you know my be like good night Evan I love you to my brother and I love you too right like that's kind of like what I'm thinking um, of like someone loving me but I somehow got it in my head I went to some kind of like worship service I wish I could tell you that they were speaking this passage or this, I don't really even know, but I just remember leaving that day in my heart being convinced that God liked me and I was sort of his favorite and he was big enough for me to be his favorite and for you to be his favorite. And I felt very chosen and my heart finally felt like, oh wow, like the way that I'm writing these songs about boys and like obsessing over them, like I'm the apple of God's eye. And in Zephaniah 3.16, it says that God rejoices over me with singing, right? And so the same way I was, not the same, but similarly to how I was like rejoicing over these other things with singing. So I learned that God liked me and that like changed my feelings, right? I still, guys, I haven't talked about this much yet. I had the worst worry and anxiety. I do have the worst worry and anxiety. I feel like I have two extremes. I'm either happy-go-lucky, not a care in the world, or I am like in crippling fear and anxiety. Okay, so a lot of times people don't, if you're like that, people don't even assume you have anxiety because you can be like, you can genuinely be that way and also have this really hard thing going on. Um, and so a lot of the time, there's regular anxiety, right? Like, okay, I have a test on Thursday. I'm worried about it. I'm anxious about it. That's fairly normal, right? There's other kind of anxiety when you just cannot get something out of your head. And it is a hamster wheel and your body feels this anxiety too. And it's not just, a, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to move on. Like, you've tried that, right? Like, someone's like, well, why have you prayed about it? And you're like, no, I never thought about that. No, you've prayed about it. You've prayed like, and so I I'm, I'm, had a lot of anxiety. And one of the ways that this manifested itself was um, the worst thing I could imagine was, like, not being saved, right? What if I'm not actually saved, right? Um, so that was a loop that went on for a long time, just being so worried. And I feel guilty. And I was confusing that feeling of guilt with a feeling of anxiety. If you're guilty, you kind of know what you're guilty about. Oh, I smacked someone in the face, I should apologize, right? Like, that's something I did. But if you just feel this, no, that's something I did, but if that's, if that's the thing. Um, but if you just feel this like overwhelming sense of doom and like you are not enough, that's not guilt, that's shame and that's anxiety. And so it wasn't that I was like needing to repent of all of these terrible sins, but I felt like something's wrong, I'm not enough, blah, 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 blah. And just, just really bad anxiety. And I think I was trying really hard to prove that I was enough, that I was worthy of God's love. And the reality is that I am not worthy of God's love and you are not worthy of God's love, but that he's given his love to us as a gift. And because I think I deep down knew, like no matter how hard I try, I'm never gonna be enough. And it was exactly right. Um, and so I remember I was at a conference, I was still doing ministry and I was a Christian and everything, but I, I didn't really understand this whole grace thing quite yet. And my, um, the leader there, I talked to him, told him about all this going on. He took his pen, he put it in his Bible. And he said, Amy, when God looks at you, he doesn't even see you. He sees you hidden in the righteousness of Christ. And that's the gospel. So 
I really couldn't, I was so worried about disappointing God or whatever. And you want to follow God, right? Like you want to obey, but he's like, he, he sees his, his son's righteousness when he looks at you. Later, I would learn that there's a theological term called imputed righteousness. That's a real thing, okay? Um, but he was right in a simple way. That was it. And I was led to Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 that says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the free gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I'm just realizing God likes me, and my salvation has little to do with me and everything to do with God and his love for me. And it's a gift, and it's rather simple. Um, so I wrote this song somewhere in there um, as I was kind of... Most of these things are not just sudden epiphanies and everything's great. You kind of go in and out of things, right? But um, I wrote this song called, song called Simple. I don't know that this is my favorite song I've ever written, but it's very much where I was at and what I was learning at that time. So I'm going to sing it for you guys. This is the key I want to sing it in. Yeah. I stand here overwhelmed with this feeling that nothing's in control. You say you know your plans for me. If only I could see. God, I'm lost without your grace. God, I'm blind without your face. So with these to say 
you love me So I'm finally getting it in my head that God likes me, that I'm chosen by him, that his salvation is a gift, that when he looks at me, even if I do the worst thing I can imagine, I mean, I don't want to do that, but even if I did, he still loves at me and sees the righteousness of his son if I trust in him, right? Um, and so the anxiety didn't go away, but there's starting to be a little more balance with what my brain knows versus what my body and my brain and my feelings feel. Okay, um, but I go to college, and college for me was across the world, um, and it was an exciting time, but also terrifying, um, and this is like, you know, one of the first times I'm really having to depend on my Heavenly Father for just very basic needs, you know, like, I don't know how to really use my debit card, I don't know how to, like, you know, I don't have a car. I need to make friends to like go places and, you know, just, just very simple things. And I'm still feeling, so those are normal, like rational anxiety, right? I'm still feeling a lot of irrational anxiety as well. But, um, during this time and, and guys growing up, there was a lot of times where there was just this overwhelming sense of doom and I am praying, God, take my anxiety away. Like, I don't know why I feel this way. If I sinned, if I did something, take it away. Because, like, I, I'm trying to trust you. I guess I'm not doing a good enough job. I guess I'm not reading my Bible enough. I guess I'm not doing this enough. I don't know if you guys have ever felt that way. And then you're, you're kind of, like, cautiously expecting to, like, wake up the next morning and be fine. It didn't ever happen like that. I've never just prayed. I've never prayed my mental health issues away. Okay? I have prayed, and God has given me... Um, tools and people and resources and he's given me healing in that way but i just want to say that if you're going through like a mental health issue um don't be surprised and don't let other people tell you you're not doing enough okay because you wouldn't tell a diabetic you're not doing enough to be not a diabetic like you just wouldn't um and there's 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 a there's a balance in some of that right and i'm still working out that balance um but we'll talk more about that later but um let's see where are we going with this? Where am I going with this? <laughs> That's a great question. Great question, Amy. Uh, let's see. So, uh, yeah, okay, so I'm in college, and I'm, but I'm like reading, I know I'm not supposed to worry, right? Because it says do not worry. And so I'm like really clinging during this time. I'm not really sure how that fits in with just feeling like I can't stop worrying, but I'm not supposed to worry, but I, you know. But I'm clinging to Matthew 6, and it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What, will you, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And I think that that my answer wasn't, oh, now you have no anxiety. My answer was, I, you are worth so much to me and I see you. And I know he knows like, you know, birds do die, right? Like, they're not like, they don't have every need net for like eternity in like the physical realm. But I think the real comfort there is that he sees, right? And that he's going to provide for the days that he has numbered for them and for the tasks that he has for them. And so I really don't quite understand how all this is fitting in yet. And, I, and it's, it's a hard one to work through, right? But 
I'm clinging to this passage, and this becomes my anthem for college, this song called Sparrow, because I'm thinking, okay, Lord, grow my trust. Grow my trust to believe that I really am worth more to you than the sparrows, and, and help me with my doubt, because you can tell just through listening to me, like, I've had a lot of doubt in my life. But, um, yeah, so this is Sparrow. great it must be to fly through the air content and carefree to know that your maker will provide all your needs oh sparrow how i envy your peace oh we Teach me to live, trusting and resting solely in Him, who knows all my fears and the hairs of my head. Oh, Father, teach me to live. Oh, we Sisters, how great it is to know that God feeds the sparrows that neither reap nor sow. So why do we worry, saying, what shall we eat? Our heavenly Father knows all of our needs. Oh, we the last, I think I will always be learning that throughout my life and relearning that, that I don't, I don't have to worry and that, um, and I'm going to maybe make a little, never mind, never mind. I, I think there's a little bit of a difference between some of like mental health things and then just like worry over, over the worry of God's talking about. I don't, I don't know, wrestling with that. But, um, but I, I think I'm always going to be learning like how to trust the Lord and trust that he really does mean that, that I'm worth much more than they, because 
the world and the enemy is going to get in our head and say like, well, he didn't provide in this way like you thought, blah, 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 blah. But no, like that is what I'm committing to is that that is the truth. Um, so in college, that's kind of my anthem. And so the worries in my life in college, some of the, the more like kind of normal ones are, okay, well, like what am I going to do with my life? Still, still figuring that one out. Secondly, um, who am I going to marry? Still figuring that one out, right? So, so, but in college, it felt very important that I figured this out by like the time I was a junior because you're not, if you're a junior in college, then it's like halfway over and you are an old, old maid at that point, right? Um, so I was, it was very important to me that I figured this out and I was like, Lord, I need help. I need to know what to do. And I definitely, what I, my biggest dreams in that point, one of my biggest dreams was I want to be in a band and I just want to do something exciting and great. And then um, secondly, it was, I really want an epic love story, right? Like I want, and I still want an epic love story. Who doesn't, right? But in college, it was kind of all consuming. Like this is what life is about. It's not what life is about. Um, <laughs> but it, but it, felt, it felt very much like it was what life was about then. So at this point, I'm in Nashville and um, I'm like, mom, I need, to, I need to learn how to write country music. And so she was like, all right, cool. And uh, so I was like, give me something to write about. And I'm like really hyper this day in the house. And she's like, well, you had that little like um, fling when you were three years old at church with like this little boy in your class. So why don't you write a country song about that? All right. I'm not going to mention names because chances are a lot of you guys know this person. But, um, but I will say this was, there is like one grain of truth in this and the rest is very much my own imagination of like what a country song about this would be, all right? <laughs> all right, so this is called Wish I Remembered, all right? And it's based loosely, very loosely on a true story. And I would like for you to imagine a steel guitar or mandolins right now. I could try to... Like, wah, 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 wah. like I try to do that, but I don't think, I don't think that's the, the move here. They say we loved each other. I guess we did, but at three years old, we were barely even kids. They say that we were smitten, always side by side, but those simple days are forever lost in time. Cause I, I don't remember No, I, I don't remember I don't remember chasing fireflies with you Or how you kissed me after every Sunday school Well, I've heard all the tales they tell about me and you about how I loved you then and how you loved me too. But I, I don't remember. They say we had a wedding down by the tire swing. Our friends all came to see my Fruit Loop wedding ring. Instead of dancing, we all played freeze tag. Instead of toasting, we all high-fived. He even thought to wear his clip-on Sunday tie. But I, I don't remember. No, I, I don't remember. I don't remember chasing fireworks. 
Or how you kissed me after every Sunday school Well, I've heard all the tales they tell about me and you About how you loved me then and how I loved you too But I, I don't remember Well, I see him here and there from time to time And we've both grown up and live our own lives Well, I guess he paid attention back in Sunday school Cause I like the man he's turned into And sometimes I Wish I remembered chasing fireflies with you And how you kissed me after every Sunday school Well, I've heard all the tales they tell about me and you I never cared before, but somehow now I do Wish I remembered how it felt to be carefree Wish I remembered how my heart felt on my sleeve Sometimes I wish I remembered So that's my little country song based on this much of truth. So don't you all go start spreading rumors, all right? Um, but for real, in college, I felt like my dreams were very close. There were some near misses in maybe, <laughs> in maybe the boy department or, um, or the like dreams of band things. And there were some near misses that were painful, to be honest. They were very painful because I felt like things were very close. And, and I think what I felt was, I know God doesn't withhold good from us, but sometimes it felt that way. Um, but that's exactly what the enemy wants you to think. Um, you know, classic telling Eve, did God really say this? He's withholding something from you. He's withholding something good from you. And so I was, the Lord helped me recognize that is not his voice. That is, he's not withholding. Actually, oftentimes he's protecting us. It can sound kind of cliche, but I look back. My dad always says it's better to spend 10 years less with the right person than 10 years more with the wrong person. Had I ended up with my dream guy 10 years ago, it would have been 10 years more with the wrong person. It just would have been. And so I'm thankful for the, the Lord's protection. And um, I share this not just to... It's kind of vulnerable things to share, but I think as women, that's a huge thing. Like, I think, I think whether you are 12 or whether you're 112, um, I don't know. I just think that's, uh, there's, we're wired that way a lot of times. And um, I don't think we ever really get over boy, boy stuff. <laughs> so, I don't, I haven't. So, um, but anyways, so during this time, I feel like I'm trying to combat this, like, feeling of, ah, with, with truth. That was very eloquent feeling of, oh, but yeah, with truth. And I'm led to Psalm 37 because a lot of times people sort of say it in a cliche way. Well, trust in the Lord. He'll provide all your desires, right? And you're like, well, yeah, but like also I think he changes our hearts. He changes our desires, you know? And so it wasn't, it's, it is simple. And then it's kind of not that simple too. Like we don't know when he's going to fulfill all of our desires and we need to trust his character, not just what he can do for us. Um, and so that was, it was kind of a hard time of having to like, really re-realize that. So I turned, to, I turned to Psalm 37 during that time, and I'll just read a snippet of it. But 
says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. So through this, I remember I had a, I don't, I had crayons in my dorm room. I don't know why, but I had, um, I was writing, I like wrote down, all right, like a spiritual to-do list. And the Lord is pretty clear here, like trust in him, commit your way, do good, um, be still, don't fret. He's going to act, right? And so those were like, if you, if you haven't realized yet, I need very concrete things to hold on to because my feelings are all over the place all the time, okay? So those are my concrete things that I was holding on to. And so I wrote this song called Trust in Me, and you'll notice it's a lot of decision. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of kind of the darkness of my own thoughts and then the light and the truth of God, of what God actually says. into my mind and I often doubt your plans and that they're better than mine but you say trust in me delight in me commit your way be still and wait I'll fulfill your heart's desire if you'll trust in me wait for me do not fret I will act you need only to be still and trust in me So 
eye can satisfy you, only I can make it right. Only I have loved you enough to lay down my own life. So trust in me, delight in me, do not fret. I will act, you need only to be still and trust in me. Um, I'm so thankful for the Psalms, and I'm so thankful for, um, for music, because really, we're pretty much reading David's diary in here, too. I actually told um, David, Joy's husband over there, I'm so Joy's wife, Joy's husband, Joy's husband, that um, I was like, I was like, pretty much I'm reading my diary, and he's like, well, that's what a lot of the Psalms are, and I was like, yeah, you're right, and I, I thought about that coming into this, um, so I'm just so thankful, because I think God knows that we need to put these things they talk about like a stone of remembrance a lot in the Bible. And I think that we need something kind of solid to put, um, put these things we're learning into that we can come back to when we forget, because we do forget if we will forget. And so I'm just really thankful for that. Um, and thankful that that's been kind of something the Lord has given me in my life. Um, anyways, so past that, um, that's been an ongoing thing of trusting in the Lord when I have, I'm a dreamer, y'all. I have things that I'm like, I want this and this, and it's going to be great. And I'm, I'm kind of an, I have an entrepreneurial spirit and like, you know, all these things. And um, God doesn't always say yes to all those things. And a lot of times I'm just impatient. It's not even that he's saying no. He's like, all right, but like first, maybe you should do your laundry so you have clothes to wear to like, you know, you know, just like bring me down to like, all right, like let's take it a step at a time and I'm not getting ahead of myself. But um Guys, I will be honest, um, this is, there's a couple years ago, I really think a lot of my anxiety that I'm feeling and you're seeing throughout this really came to a head. And there are different points in my life where I feel like it did. And I kind of, um, yeah, I, there's, there's, like I've kind of talked about, there's kind of normal worries. We all experience anxiety. It's not necessarily even a bad thing. Like, oh, okay, like I'm anxious that I might run into somebody on the street. Like, okay, that's, you know, like. Like, you need a healthy amount of, like, stress in your life um, just to be a human and to, like, be afraid of appropriate dangers and things like that. And there's worry, like, I'm worried about this thing coming up. Then there's, like, hamster wheel worry where you cannot let things go. And that feeling, that, like, just physical feeling of doom and dread and fear and all of these things. And, guys, I've spent a long time feeling like I wasn't doing enough to combat that and that maybe I wasn't praying enough. Maybe I wasn't trusting God enough. Maybe this, maybe this, maybe this. Um, I recently actually got help from my church to go to therapy. They were offering that to everyone. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you need therapy. You should go. Um, <laughs> but, but I was like, I probably should go to therapy. And so I went and I've been to therapy before and I will say, you gotta find the right person. But, um, but I went and I was, I there were a lot of fears, like, what if God doesn't really love me? What if, what, like, I grew up in Japan where suicide rates are really high. What if, what if I got depressed one day? What if I committed suicide? And then, like, oh, no, am I, I, but I love my life. You know, like, I was, I'm not, I was not depressed. I was, but it was just these, these off-the-wall worries that were just stuck, guys. And I could go on and on, but you don't want to hear all of them. You really don't. Um, just Google common, common intrusive thoughts. And I've had all of them, okay? 
So I, I did Googling, like, I'm surely not, not the only one who's like this. They're called intrusive thoughts. It's very linked to OCD. It's very linked to just high anxiety. Um, so I'm finally, like, well, I don't really think I have OCD. Like, I don't have to line my notebook up perfectly. Like, I'm messy. It's fine. But I go and I see someone who specializes in OCD. He talks to me for five minutes. He says, okay, well, when do you think this started? Well, I was like, well, when I was five, I remember taping my mouth shut with scotch tape because I was very concerned that I might say the word stupid. And he was like, you have OCD. <laughs> and I mean, that's not exactly what he said, but you know, as we're talking, he was like, all right, well, uh, you have OCD, someone who's like specializing in this. And he said, you really can't help it right now. And like, like your brain is misfiring. Your brain is misfiring and that is all that is happening right now. And so that was such a relief to know <laughs> that like, I'm not a bad Christian, I'm not this, like I have something going on and there's help, right? Like, and God can offer healing. He can, he can miraculously heal you overnight. I think often though, he, he heals through getting you in touch, giving you churches that will get you in touch with therapy, um, talking to people who have gone through similar situations and all of that. And so I would just encourage you, I think, I think had I prayed, I think I was very upset at God a lot for not healing me when really had my prayer been more like, hey, lead me to the right resources, I would have been recognizing that God was healing me and he, is, and he was helping me manage and work through these things. And so I just wanna like encourage you that like there's all kinds of ways that God can heal you. Um, so, but when these thoughts were the worst, um, I remember what my mom said. I was thinking about how perfect love drives out fear and how God has like been perfecting me through love this whole time and he's gonna to continue to perfect me through love. And I just I heard my mom's voice say, Amy, you are greatly loved. And, um, and like just realizing that God is saying, you're greatly loved. I don't, you're not even Amy. Like, like that, the essence of who you are, your very identity is greatly loved. That is what I call you. I call you my beloved. And I understand your thoughts. I understand your anxieties because I made you. And I understand that the world is broken. And um, I understand that mental health is hard. And I had temptations too. And I understand anxiety because I was a human. And you know, all of these things, and I'm just realizing um, what I think God would tell me, you know? And so this song is called um, Greatly Loved. And we're gonna end here. And, um, but I just wanna encourage you guys that whatever you're going through, you are greatly loved and that's your very identity. Um, even if you feel anxious, even if you're afraid and God understands, he understands the why and he wants to heal you through all kinds of ways and um, to help you and to be with you, um, to be with you in the storm. He doesn't always, he can calm the storm. Sometimes storms come though and he's just with us. Um, and so his presence is always there. And so I just, I just want to encourage you guys today and end on this song called Greatly Loved. And I think I know it. I think I know the song. Yeah. Okay. And this is, once again, this is what I think God would say to me in these times of extreme worry and what I think he would say to you based off of scripture and what we know about him. Greatly loved I can tell that you're growing weary Wondering if you're enough And if your heart could ever please me at all Oh, greatly loved I've seen you walking around in the shadows 
still not sure if you can claim my light as yours. But I'm the one who understands anxiety. And I'm the one who's with you through the raging seas. And I'm not taken off guard. I'm not worried about how you could disappoint me. I knew how far you would fall when I gave you my all. You're so afraid, but all I see is everything you're meant to be. And oh child, you're greatly loved. Greatly loved. I've seen your thoughts before you even think them. All of your wildest dreams. I'm familiar with all your ways Cause I'm the one who knew you before time began And I'm the one who gently leads you by the hand And I'm not taken off guard, I'm not worried about how you could disappoint me I knew how far you would fall when I gave you my all. You're so afraid, but all I see is everything you're meant to be. And oh child, you're greatly loved. And there is no thought, no word, no deed that could take you away from me. Yeah, there is no power, no depth, nothing that could take you away from me. Cause I'm not taken off guard, I'm not worried about how you could disappoint me. I knew how far you would fall, that's why I gave you my all. You're so afraid, but all I see is everything you mean to me. And oh child, you're greatly loved. Oh child, you're greatly loved. You are greatly loved.